<laughs> I was I was reading. Uh, alien theorists theorizing case file twelve megalithic structures. Sounds sinister. Yeah. Uh, so that's on the docket. I'm Braden. I'm Zelt. I'm Barn. Barn's back. I'm Dan. And we got Dan. <laughs> um, so for our listeners, we did post uh, a picture of ourselves. The lighting's bad. The first off. Well, I try to tell you. Blame that, it on the lighting. I try to blame tell you the lighting the in the studio was terrible. It's so. rainy out. I'm going to blame it on the rain. It's not snowing. <laughs> on the lights. Um, quick, quick. I got a funny story. This guy at work, man, he is just a fucking... I, he's such a, a dud. dud. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> like everything that comes out of his mouth, he's just so beautifully stupid. Well, that's a nice, <laughs> and, way, to, that's a nice way to put it. A couple weeks ago, I was uh, singing at work, as I do sometimes when I get bored, and I was singing that, uh, I think it's a Gloria Estevan song, where she it's the, uh, come on, everybody, gotta do that conga, any longer. And I'm humming it and shit, and this guy turns to me, and he goes, oh, you singing that chimichanga song? And I go, no, I don't know what you're talking about. And then I start humming it again, I go, wait. What do you mean, chimichanga song? And he goes, you know, come on, everybody, eat a chimichanga. <laughs> like, you know you can't help yourself any longer. I was like, dude, where'd you hear that? He goes, like, on the radio and shit. I was like, not, like, those are not the lyrics, man. They're just not no the lyrics. Implies. He legit thought chimichanga. Yeah. It's not like from an advertisement or anything. He's just like, he, that's, he, he, he really believes. He really thought it was a chimichanga words. song. And I was like, dude, it's, come on, everybody, do the conga. He's like, Oh, I always thought it was talking about chimichangas. I was like, holy... What, the, what is a chimichanga? <laughs> chimichanga is like a little burrito. Ah, right. For all <laughs> you Australian <laughs> listeners out yeah, there, oh, yeah. chimichanga is a delicious that's, frozen burrito. Makes yeah. a little bit more sense. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and that's what he <laughs> thought it was. Eye. And I was like, man, that, it was hilarious. Uh, so that was my funny story from work. And this guy is just a... Just a dummy. Does he have a name or you, amazing. I don't want to say his name because he may listen. He he's he's asked about the podcast before and I've told him the name. But if he hears the story, he's gonna know well, you gotta know who he is. <laughs> you gotta I know. think there's only one person who calls it the Chimmy Chunk. <laughs> yeah, Chimmy song. Uh, but okay, uh, Space News. Space News. Um, Damn. It's uh, February 12th today, and uh, low to moderate chance of uh, CMEs, so I'm going to say highly unlikely for any auroras, um, and I actually looked up for uh, the Aurora Australialis or whatever, and there's no, they're not they're not calling for any, so... It's just not happening. Yeah, no, no auroras down under either, so... But good, um, nice accent. You like that? Yeah. Uh, practicing. Good work. <laughs> Got to get those Aussie listeners. Um, but Man, we got some way news. better space news. Dan, you're going to love this. The first modern day meteor strike killing. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, <laughs> I can't oh, believe yeah. this. How awesome Midi is that? Strike killing. Man, this is unbelievable. So four days ago, so February 8th, a man was, he, was, he wasn't struck by the meteor. It happened in India and the meteor hit and made a four foot crater, but it hit so close to him that he died from the injuries from the like the shock and the I guess, shock wave yeah and stuff wow oh, cool right? and it's the first Not for him but <laughs> it's the first modern day case of a meteor strike like ever 
there's only one other like in ancient times and it also is in india so if you're in india your chances of Damn. it's the only place people are getting killed by meteorites man at the moment what are the ch- what could be the chances of that will it ever oh. happen again well the odds are actually one in 250 million which are better that's than not, that's that's not too bad. Yeah. You've got a better chance yeah. of getting sh- struck by a meteor in India than winning the Powerball. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, so if I never go to India, like I'd have to go to India. Like the odds are pretty stiff, but you know I'm still less likely to win the Powerball. Yeah, well, it's but. your lucky day. You're going to be struck by space garbage. Yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, wow! You ever told uh, your meteorite story there, Zell? Oh, I do have a meteorite story. Yeah, but now, that. well, now that I got superpowers, now that I think about it, it's probably not a meteorite story. It was probably a chunk of poo. But yeah, <laughs> frozen poo. I was like, I must have been like seventeen or eighteen, like first summer on the job site, and this fucking meteorite or something crashed through the roof of a house, went right through the floor, and like cratered the concrete. And there was a there was a news report on our like local media and it said meteorite no, crashes for through sure cuz we they called the university and the university like astronomy team came out and like in, inspected it and shit. I, I never really heard what but happened after hold that. Hold on. Who is the first one on the scene of this meteor crash? Me. Ooh. And what did you do with the meteorite? Any what any logical person would do? I ate a chunk. <laughs> <laughs> Just spice poop. Well, who knows what it was? Well, I, he because when I I read the story and I messaged him, he's like, "Yeah, I I ate some," and I was like, I started making fun of. Him. I was like, you know, it's probably just frozen poo, probably coming off an airplane. Had it taste <laughs> salty, nutty? No, it tasted like it was it was salt. It tasted like a chunk, a huge chunk of salt is what it tasted like. <laughs> but I ate one like what? Oh no, I was eighteen. I was like, man, you eat a, you eat a meteorite. Who knows what could happen? Get superpowers. Yeah, yeah well, that's how it works. That's kind right? of why. Well, like I thought that at the time a little Fingers bit. Fingers crossed. But, they no. haven't festered yet. <laughs> No, it's still dorm- it's still dormant. <laughs> yeah, it'll come when you're most needed. <laughs> Which is when you're struck by gamma rays. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you'll Hulk out. But yeah, so um, yeah, I I have actually ate a piece of space. Yeah, so There's not too many people say awesome. they can do that. Got a little space Ooh. in you, or a little bit of airplane poop. Yeah, little peanuts. But you know what? <laughs> by the time that hit through the roof, I don't know. It was a small. It was a small meteorite or a small like, chunk of poop. It crashed through the roof. It crashed through the, the floor. Joist, the floor joists and the flooring, and left a crater, little crater in the concrete. It was like a three-inch, like crumbled concrete. So, like, it yeah, hit. it hit hard. It smashed. So I, you, you know, could have died as much as I. I could have hey, died. You know what I'm going to say? If it I wasn't was, in the house, but. if it wasn't an asteroid and it was in fact poo, it was poo coming from like Hot. the space center. Some. There's some fucking... That'd be a solid poo to make it through the atmosphere. How'd you manage to eat it? Did you just, like, swallow it? Like, would you... I How hard was it? <laughs> I never thought about that. You just dry dog that? It was, like, the size... It was, like, the size of a grain of rice, pretty much, what I ate. Oh. It hit and uh. splintered. Like, it splintered into, like, a thousand pieces, pretty much. Just shattered. It was, like, pretty much dust, and there was a couple, of like, chunks around. So nice. you just started licking... I didn't lick it. I just ate it. I put it. I put it in. I tasted it. I was like, oh, that's salty. And then I just swallowed it. So, well, whatever. Yeah. If I eat well, poo, if I eat a little poo, like whatever. Oh, whatever. It's good story. Space poo. Yeah. Space story poo. Either way. How many people can space say poo. Had space poo. Not many. I know one. Uh, well, yeah. uh, possibly, maybe, maybe. It's up for discussion still. We don't know. And we got um, we, we got more space news actually. You want to give this one? Well, I got one more before the big one. Okay. 
exoplanet BD20594b, supposedly the most solid planet ever found, half the size of Neptune. I know, I, I heard that, like a solid rock. There's like a straight, full-on, 100% solid, so they say. Well, who knows, but yeah. that's some space news. That's kind of cool. cool. 500 light years away, so that's thick. in the constellation Aries. So we're not getting there anytime soon, but yeah. And it's like at the, at the same point, it's like who wants to go there? You know what I mean? It's sixteen times as massive as Earth, but only twice as wide. So that's kind of giving you a pretty pretty heavy. How do, how do they get those numbers? I wonder. How do they get the weight? Kind of like ah, oh, it's going to extrapolate much. it through they just some have type to of guess what it, I guess looking at the material what it would be like. Well, they take like the electromagnetic spectrum and decide what type of elements is on there, I guess, and then. Make their best there. guess. I don't know. Who knows? I'm sure there's some smart people who yeah, are pretty close. Someone knows. Speaking what. of that, the, speaking of best guesses. Oh fuck yeah! This is good space news. A hundred years ago, pretty Einstein. Much, pretty much a few days ago, Einstein uh, gave the theory of gravity waves, and a hundred years later, we we've detected them. Just detected gravitational waves from a newly developed. It's called the laser. Interferometer Gravitational Wave Observatory. Man. Man, it's... uh, Well, they witnessed two black holes colliding and becoming one. And that force was so... The force was like... I heard them say as much as all the energy of all the stars in the universe over like one trillionth of a second. Well, well, I I read the article and it was all the stars in the visible sky. Okay, that's what it was. But whatever it was... And that caused a ripple through space-time, and they've managed to detect it for the very first time. Yeah, um, yeah. Just to clarify on the Einstein thing, he he uh, he predicted that, uh, like the general theory of relativity is saying that, uh, like the bigger an object is, like the more massive it is, that it will have the ability to, like gravity and it will, space and time will form around it. Like it has the ability to 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 bend space to shape. Time. Yeah, yeah. So, but. But the the two massive black holes colliding, um, it was actually the only time we've been able like those two massive objects, so super massive and and what they are, um, were able to force a visible or a detectable, um, uh, like you know, disturbance in yeah. like gravitational waves, you know. And it was just just so minor too. Like there's just such a yeah. Like, it was small... like yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at the numbers, and I couldn't even explain to you over the microphone what they are. Yeah. Four ten like Earth, plus one sixty minus one eighty like, MPC. I don't know what that means, but it's that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's... So that, that's the first step of uh, time travel. Oh yeah, that's my guess. We're on well on the way now. Yeah. Why not figuring out? We just got to forge giant massive black holes and smash them into each other that yeah. sounds safe flux capacitors man flux capacitors <laughs> that's what we should be focusing on um okay well should we uh get right into megalithic structures megalithic structures man this one's been people have been bugging us about this one for a long time and i feel like they're gonna be disappointed disappointed a little bit because unless dan's got something good why well, it's not that they're not even good so let's um I'll start. Let's start with Easter Island. Sure. Got some people writing on that one, and uh, everyone knows Easter Island. You've got these big, big wacky heads. They don't know how they moved them, so they say they don't know where they come from. There's some theories that they're made and moved by aliens and stuff. But you know what? A quick search, 
you can see, there's pictures of the like the heads the maori heads i think they're called i think that's right yeah there's like unfinished ones still carved like they're being worked out of the rock and then i've watched videos of people like in modern day being like oh we can move them like this and this like they you've they i've seen them roll them on logs i've seen them stand them up and just like fucking shimmy them down the just road walk them down yeah walk because them down the road they're they're big but they're not like ridiculously Heavy. big yeah yeah so like to me uh you know the theory of the alien stuff you know and then people are like well why would they make them i'm like man you're fucking isolated on an island you got nothing else to do well isolated on an island but i think probably at that time they were probably all connected by a big archipelago kind of like new zealand and what are, what's the other island around there Australia? Well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the big one, the big one, the big one up there. Fiji's pretty close as well. And then you got... Um, Samoa? Yeah, New, New Guinea. New Guinea. Papua New Guinea, above Bali. Like they said, that's how people got there eventually because it was all connected by... Yeah, it was all by connected originally. Yep. Big archipelago or something, yeah. But Oh, well, that makes sense then. But and like, then separated... Yeah, but when they, discovered, when they discovered the island, there wasn't... Uh, it discovered on Easter Day. That's why it's called Easter Island. But... Um, there isn't that many people on there. Yeah. Like, the people that there had deteriorated to such a state, like you you wouldn't believe that they would be able to move those or craft them. Yeah. But that would make sense in the because I, I did read that and they were saying that it's basically because they figured that the natives of the island were chopping the trees down, thinking they would just grow back and they didn't. They didn't. <laughs> they starved themselves in the end. Yeah, they they ended up yeah. starving themselves. But that would make sense. Why you see so many? There's so many unfinished works there, right? I mean, it's pretty cool. Like some of them have like full torsos and stuff buried in the ground. It's weird, and I, I like I 100. percent I'd love to go see them. They're, it's crazy that people did that. But I don't know. When I look into it, it's not like I just don't. I don't see any theory that's s- facts that kind of like you know, really, like, rise suspicion in me. It's, like, it's pretty, for me, it's a cut and dry. Cut and paste? Clean and clean and dry. Clean and clear? Clean and clear? Cut and dry. Cut, cut and, and dry. dry. Cut and dry case. I, I think it's man. I think it's man-made. So, uh, I don't think, uh, I don't think that's, you know, there's not too much more of that. No alien theories at all on that one? Well, like, all the alien theories, there, there's nothing really good other than, like, someone will be like, Oh, it's the they're carving the heads to look like the alien overlord, and you're like, okay, like elaborate speculation on speculation. Yeah, there was there was an episode of Gargoyles where they met the <laughs> they met the Easter Island head alien guy. Yeah, how do you remember that? Show? You don't remember that episode? I don't, I don't, know. I don't, I don't remember the episode. I don't yet. remember that episode. I was like four. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I remember watching it. I did enjoy Gargoyles. You know what? Dan, did I did was it you or I who bought the gargoyle shirt? I bought the shirt. I yeah, have you, it. you I bought the shirt with, yeah. with like the so main the fucking. main gargoyle. What was his name? I can't remember their names. Dan, you probably remember their names, don't you? What I remember what uh, Goliath was the big one. That was the main the leader. Like and then the rest of them were named after like uh, like parts of New York, and it was like Brooklyn and Bronx, and I don't remember the other ones. Lexington. Mm, Lexington, Lexington? Sure. <laughs> I think Lexington was a smart one. But yeah, for for me, Easter Island, it's like I I'm putting that one to pasture. I don't think there's any belief as of right now with the facts that I have and the facts that I've looked up and the videos I've watched. Nothing like 
Nothing really jumps out at you. Nothing's nothing jumps out at me that I want to be like, oh wait, there's something more to this. Like there's you know there's it's worth digging in more. Like it's and not, then it's people not like, are like the pyramids. oh aliens aliens moved them and it's like, okay, why? Like is that really? Like there's way like wait yeah. what what was that one we were looking up in uh, Egypt and it's the the obelisks the obelisk how do I say it obelisk obelisk or, yeah is and it? it's it's the one. It's it was being crafted, and it's just laying, and it's fully cut in the stone. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. And it's laying down, and they hadn't finished it, but it's like they were going to cut that, and they were going to move that. They were going to try and stand, stand it. it, and it was it, ninety feet tall. Yeah, and we don't have cranes. They're like we like not many modern day cranes could lift that. So like they're like, well, you know, how the hell were they going to do it? Like that one's weird, and maybe we should do one more on Egypt, weird Egypt stuffs another time, but. Easter Island, dead in the water. Man you heard made. it. Braden's debunking Easter Island. Bunked. Boom. Boom goes the dynamite. Yeah, drop the mic. Dan, what do you got? <laughs> All right, mine. All right, I've got um, Gobekli Tepe. Ooh, I, that's, I really like this. It's a really cool name. Yeah, I like I the, love name. the name. Okay, Gobekli Tepe is a site in uh, one of the provinces in Turkey, in the south, I would say the southeastern part of Turkey, like right near on the border. And um, this site was pretty much only first discovered in like the 60s, and it's recently started to beginning uh, excavation under uh, one guy named Klaus Schmidt. He's been there since 1994. He's a German archaeologist. Basically what it is, it's this... um, collection of megalithic sites there there's one they've excavated about four um four um four circular oh we're inside it's basically four huge stone stone circles with five and a half meter tall t-shaped pillars and that all carved from a single stone the pit the pillars themselves um, what, what's unusual about it is that the, this site, Gobekli Tepe, has been dated to about 11,500 years old. Jesus. So that's, what? Now, it's like the oldest, this is, yeah, that's the oldest one, this 100%, is, right? Actually, that, yeah, it is the oldest, it's the oldest megalithic structure, um, in recorded history that we've ever found. And, uh, just to put it in perspective, it, it's 6,000 years older than Stonehenge and 7,000 years older than the pyramids Whoa. is what they're putting in. And they do, they do that by like the carbon dating, like the same kind of ways they do everything. Yeah. Else, radiocarbon or? dating, most of the stuff that they, they found there. Um, now the, the four stone circles that they've have like mainly excavated, that isn't the whole, the whole, um, complex like the complex itself they've used ground penetrating radar to measure it out at about uh they said 300 by 300 meters oh that's pretty big man holy yeah um on the on the structures themselves they found carvings and they're not exactly nobody's really sure um what they are like the carvings like the the pillars themselves uh they look like they have what looks like uh arms uh, carved into the stone, so they're thinking that there may be um, some sort of like stylized uh, humans uh, shapes is what they are. They're supposed to represent humans of some sort, but they, there's there's theories of they might represent um, like either ancestors or gods, aliens, uh, something like that. Oh, and please say aliens, please say aliens. 
and um, so I, <laughs> and uh, now now I said it was eleven thousand five hundred years old. That's the ones that they've excavated, and those are at the top. And there's actually the ground penetrating radar like uh, revealed a smaller uh, like a, a corner of the area that they think might date back to almost fourteen to fifteen thousand years before. Uh, now, those fourteen to fifteen thousand years ago—that's four thousand years before we, uh, like human beings, uh, started farming, or we find the earliest uh, signs of people beginning to be able to farm. Yeah, like agriculture and, and shit. Like nine thousand years ago is what is they they date the Neolithic Revolution is where people started farming and domesticating animals. So this this structure was built. These huge stones were moved. Some of them people people think like they're before that they made the tools or they had the tools or the ability to build this. Yeah. So it's really strange. Yeah, because it, it like it this totally would shake up like our our understanding of like how we came about how this, humans so this is before yeah. recorded history pretty yeah. much it like changes yeah. the timeline on it's everything it's before written history it's uh because most most archaeologists before now have you know they theorized that what came first we were hunter gatherers then we became farmers and then as we became farmers that gave us you know we were we weren't nomadic anymore so we had time to like sit down and think about religion and build temples but this place is they've they've found animal bones in in the structures um or around the structures and these bones are all from wild animals they're they're not domesticated so that the people that built these were still hunter gatherers they weren't farmers oh that's crazy so they're just finding time on the weekends yeah and it's kind of like why would you build this there's no they haven't figured out why people would build this huge structure this huge complex like why would you stick it up what reason do you have? Is there any, like the pyramids in Egypt, like we, we did the episode before and we talked about how that is probably remnants of an ancient civilization then this taken over by like a newer civilization, less advanced? Um, is there anything like that? Like any type of mathematical or like precise like engineering in that? I wonder if it's still too new though because they, they're just starting to dig it up in like 2012. I keep doing this. Well, yeah, yeah they're still, it's, it's like they years, just think, started yeah digging stuff up like in the last 10 years like they've started excavating it seriously and um like they're still finding parts of it like it's it's what's even more strange is actually that this site is actually pretty well preserved in terms of how old it is and that's because it was backfilled it was intentionally buried about whoa 2000 or 3000 years after it was built like trying to hide something cool it was it, it was it was backfilled in by the people who built it, or back like two thousand over a period of uh, period of thousand years, like they backfilled it in, like they they buried it intentionally. It wasn't nothing. There was no mudslide. There was no nothing earthquake or any signs of earthquake. They buried it. That's man. That's super strange. <laughs> so, what are the theories? What's the what's the best what's the best theories you've uh, you've come across in your studies? Okay, the ones the one that I kind of like is that the people who built this were because if you look at some of the timeline when it was built 11,000 maybe parts of it 
uh, 11,000 years ago, that's where some people place the sinking of Atlantis from Plato's, uh, from Plato's narrative. Right. It was about then Plato's narrative. It was said like it was 9,000 years before he was born, which would put it at about maybe about 9,000, 10,000 years. Uh, uh, he was born in 400 BC. So something like that. Somewhere around that. I think so. And so uh, it could have been Atlanteans putting their knowledge forth and helping these people who were who were hunter gatherers to save some sort of knowledge of what they had. But I mean, they're still, they're still looking for a, um, what they call like a central mound, because like I said, like this place was, was, uh, was backfilled in. Right. But they built structures on top of it and they pretty much got smaller and smaller as they as they go up like they would bury one and then they would build the smaller one on top and then they bury that one and they build a smaller one on top it's kind of like rome where it's kind of they have like they just built on top of it you know yeah just kept building on top that's crazy so they don't even know where like they're just they're they're someone someone listening is gonna love this they're on the they found the tip of the iceberg at this point <laughs> they're uh, still digging so what do, what do you mean someone's gonna look uh it I, could be anything it could be i want to say atlanteans because i mean it's not that far in it's not that far in from the mediterranean and from from some maps i've seen of like the stretch of the Ad- atlantean empire like they, they stretched well into there and it could have well i don't know maybe some refugees from atlantis uh Coming down in there, trying to start religion. Where was Atlantis? Like it was off the coast of Spain. They they thought like the city of Atlantis somewhere. Right, but they had like they had moved into parts of. They said they had moved as far as Libya. Um, uh, some of the things like they controlled like parts of Libya in there. So until until like a, a confederation of like Athens and some other. I mean, this is from Plato's. From Plato's narrative, it's basically like a confederation between like Athens and a bunch of other uh, provinces and stuff united and, and fought the Atlanteans and until they eventually that the horrible cataclysm which which sunk them, you know, sunk their whole city. Yeah, I don't really, I don't know a lot about Atlantis. I've heard a whole bunch of different theories, but I haven't really looked into. But we're gonna do we're gonna do Atlantis one day, yeah. one day, yeah. straight Atlantis. Yeah, case that'll be off. fun. I mean, this one, this one guy, I I would push it in there with that one. Um, some other people are some either posit that it could be evidence of a Nephilim civilization, or um, you know, giants, something like that. Like these uh, eleven thousand years ago, some some people also kind of posited that this was uh, like a little bit after i think it was a little bit after like the flood the great flood or whichever they would have yeah. guessed it at or whatever that that many that not just christian religion but other ones such as mesopotamian religions also uh identify as like a, something happened there was a great flood and it and it all this stuff happened but some people kind of put it in there so some people think that this they built this temple in order to ward off further cataclysms to make it stop and hope that that would work oh like yeah this was like the first like the first religious spot really right right to like so it could have been that and then but they've also found they've also found evidence of smaller settlements around this area um that are that date after 
the completion of Gobekli Tepe. Like, they found other settlements, smaller settlements, and basically what they all these settlements had in common is they had a smaller form or uh, of the of the megalithic circles that they built at Gobekli Tepe. Like they built smaller little uh, versions of it in their towns. Huh. Weird. So it, yeah, kind of like saying that they're part of the. You know, maybe it was some sort of like, um, like yeah, monument to their, right? To say they're all part of the one group or something. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff around it, but like you said, it's just the tip of the iceberg. There's still more. Yeah, it'll be, man, that's exciting to see. Like, I wonder what they're gonna find out, man. It'd be kind of cool if they start finding out, like, un- unraveling mysteries, like they're in in the yeah. pyramid with all the mathematics yeah. and stuff. That'd be, I'm really, I'm gonna keep a close eye on that one. That's cool. Yeah. They're still not sure. Like they, those T shapes, they could be maybe star people. Because I mean, there are civilizations around there, like the Dogon people, who believe that star people came from the constellation of Sirius and kickstarted human civilization. And this was was part of it. Like this was this was the beginning, oh, or one of the beginnings. I've Just, al- I've also heard the theory of Atlantis was inhabited by the Aryans. You ever heard of the like the Aryans, Dan? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. The Aryans, and they, they say, that, well, that's part of the hollow earth theory, right? The, Ar- the Aryans are in the center of the earth, and they've been in charge. Yeah, yeah. We actually had part of it. Like, we had a guy give us a really good theory on that. Yeah. I, Man, I, I, can't, I can't do it justice by explaining it now. But he was saying that the Aryans have been there for so long, and they have cultivated different species based on their own genes, like out of right. fish, out of birds, and now us as a new, out of reptiles and now humans from apes. And then, right, and then each species that they've bred with their genes to become like a like a humanoid figure has is destined for a different planet. Right, and they, and okay. They, and they say it's like our time. We're like we're just entering our time when we're supposed to leave this planet because it's inevitable that eventually there'll be a cataclysm where the surface of this planet will be destroyed once again. So, oh snap! Yeah, this guy. This yeah, guy that's a great that, theory. That jives with the uh, the Anunnaki like. Uh, how they they always showed some sort of like they said they showed a lot of like bird like figures and and lizard like figures like when they in depictions in ancient Sumerian carvings and stuff like that the Anunnaki were were the you know they were like the demigods yeah. or you know angels and they were bird headed or they had wings or lizard headed or bull headed like they had some sort of animal form so I mean that could. That I mean, sounds cool. It's a, re- it's a really cool theory, and we're gonna we're gonna tackle that. We are gonna be we are gonna do 20. the yeah we're gonna do an ep- episode twenty. We're doing Hollow Earth because that is just a. The more I read into it, the more I think about it, and the more videos I've watched about how a planet could form hollow because of gravity, it just it gains it gains more traction. With Definitely me. intriguing, very intriguing stuff. I watched a couple videos yeah last night, and and then it goes it goes I mean, it jumps back. To Operation High Jump and the South Pole being like militarized now, and that's one of the entrances. And the North Pole is so hard to get to, and the climate is so terrible that you almost can't get that way. So oh, the South, that. the South Pole is the way to go, but you can't go there because it's all militarized now. So, and I guess I guess planes don't fly over the poles. They say because of magnetic inter- magnetic interference, but could because they don't want anyone to see those holes at the top and bottom of the Earth, but. I just my thing is like I, like why not like who who gives a f- you know what I mean like it's such a weird thing to hide now like for me I'm like oh like who like well then I'll connect it connects back because if you believe in the Hollow Earth theory and the Aryan race I guess and so, Hitler yeah. like making contact with these Aryans and that's why they said that 
hit like the Aryan race because they had, the Aryans, I guess, had like blue skin and blonde hair and blue eyes. Yeah. So they like any German or any anyone who had blue or at least blue eyes and especially blonde hair, like you're an Aryan, you are the next, you're the super race. Yeah. Because they've made contact with this like advanced alien race that's been living in the world and kind of like tampering with us our whole existence. That's great, man. But yeah, well, that's a that's a theory on its own. Yeah, we're we're, we're gonna back. we're gonna get we're, back to that one. We'll do that one and we'll dedicate a full time, yeah, time yeah. for that one. Yeah, um, okay. I mean, I'm done. I, that's all I got on Gobekli Tepe as far as uh, theories go and uh, information. Man, it's definitely that's a cool one, man. It's it's cool that we find something that old like now because you you always think that everything's been found. So it's cool to find something, especially that old, like just mind-blowingly old. It's crazy that's yeah. Th- it definitely, it definitely is something that will. It has changed the way that we perceive like our earlier ancestors, or the way that we think that civilization developed. It's it's definitely something that's that's pushing those, uh, those your you know general. It's challenging the accepted views of of history. Like yeah, being something that old civilization could have started and stopped multiple times since then right yeah yeah like you become advanced and then your economy collapses and everyone goes it's like another dark age and then that's lost and then they who knows how many cycles it's been through right the thing is though, like how many more of those are still yet undiscovered yeah, yeah. exactly and the, the big one for me is the oceans like you talk about atlantis and that what is still like i was looking at a video the other day the de- the deepest parts of the ocean is like 11 kilometers down yes that's insane like what is down there like that we are not able to reach to and what could be down there and like you're saying like this hollow earth oh man it's it's, i totally agree because it's so crazy that we have explored more of our solar system with probes and stuff than we have underneath our oceans yeah Mm. like we've only got like a small percentage mapped of the bottom of the ocean and like what's down there what type of they always they're always finding new animals and New like underground mountain ranges and who knows what's underneath. It's crazy, man. There's that well, and there's actually there was this there was this drill. I think they did it in Russia and like the it was like a 25 year drilling thing. I can't remember what it is, but they drilled as deep as they could, like the deepest human humans have ever drilled. It was like I can't remember how deep it was. Byron, you know, do you have any like, idea? Like, don't, I know the one you're talking about. It was, though. It was, it was how, so deep. It was so. It was, how low did they go? They went fucking low. <laughs> really, really, really low. And they found traces when they drilled like over, like they drilled like ten kilometers down or something, like really deep. And when they got really deep, where they thought there'd be nothing but just straight bedrock, they found water. So they said there's traces of a second ocean underneath the crust. There's oh people, shit! There's people saying there's an ocean underneath the crust of the Earth. That is as big as the Atlantic Ocean. Oh my so god! So it's like there's a the theory we're taught about the Earth is that it's like completely solid, but it's just a theory. There's no real proof because you can't really check, right? Yeah. But when these people drilled, they found traces of water like way deeper than you'd ever think water would be. Yeah. That's blows my mind. But anyways, okay. So the drilling. Sorry, just really quickly. Oh, yeah, the drilling shot. began um, the 24th of May. 1970, um, and the borehole, the uh, deepest reached 12,262 meters long, so that's Holy over 12 shit. kilometers, oh um, 40,000 feet um, in 1989, and still is the deepest artificial 
point on earth. Jesus. Man, that's cr- in terms of true depth, it is the deepest borehole in the world. For two decades, it was also the world's largest borehole. Um, huh. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's yeah, fucking that's nuts. So crazy. Stay tuned for more Hollow Earth and yeah. Earth Geography case file. Case file 20. 20. Yeah. For sure. Um, Anyways, we got Stonehenge. Stonehenge. People have asking for Stonehenge. Oh, lots of Stonehenge. A lot of Stonehenge. Obviously, they haven't looked up Stonehenge. I mean, <laughs> Stonehenge is fucking cool. It really is. It's like a cool... Sh- it's just like... It's yeah. a cool shape. You know? it is. It's like it's some cool stones that are stacked on top of each other. So anyone who doesn't know what Stonehenge is... It's in... Uh, Google it's, it. Yeah, <laughs> Google it. <laughs> you find out Stonehenge from us? Like, yeah. Call me out from your own stone. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Located, it's in Salisbury Plain. That's somewhere in fucking UK. I don't know exactly where it is. They say it was built between 3,000 and 2,000 BC. So what, 5,000 years? And they estimate that it was built over 1,500 years. Which is a long fucking time. Yeah. A really long so time. So it took them 1,500 years to build. They say like they slowly added to like the Stonehenge right. and what's referred to as the Superhenge, which they found after, which is like it's like 20 clo- it's, like, it's like 20 kilometers away or something, and it is another it's another it's another henge, right? It's a big circular stone structure, yeah. but it, it was buried under the ground slightly, so they didn't really know it was there until they seen like like aerial and like satellite footage, and they realized there was another superhenge around it. But the same is the same kind of same kind of thing. It's a circle. It's a circle built from stones. They call them uh, the sarsen stones, which are these big ones that stand upright and they have one stacked across. And they're they're not found. They're not found close. They found. They say they're found uh, like two hundred miles away in Wales, Preseli. Oh my god! So far. So that's, that's a long fucking way to haul. It. They, they say they're up to like nine tons or twenty nine to twenty five tons. These big sarsen stones, which is a big stone. Yeah, it's heavy. It's heavy, it's heavy. That's really heavy. It's you really had to move it 200 miles. I wouldn't do it. No wonder it took 15,000 or 1,500 years. 1,500 years. Well, yeah. yeah. Who, like, it's, it's one of those things. It's so old. But it's cool. They say they 200 miles away, they dragged these stones over it and they stacked them up. What's the, what's the relevance of them? I don't know. Really. There's yeah. a, couple, a couple different theories. They found around Stonehenge is like a burial site, like cremated bones, more than like. It would have been like 50 or 60 people's worth of bones. So they say it's like a, a burial site for the elite of that time whenever civilization was there. Maybe they're kings or yeah, whatever they, whatever they revered, I guess. They've said it's a place for healing because a lot of the skeletons that were there, I guess, were found with injuries or signs of sickness, either like broken bones or... Lifting but, stone. Yeah. <laughs> like a broken back. <laughs> they had the workers just die. They're like, yeah. oh, fuck it, bury them right underneath yeah. the stone. Just like the Great Wall. Pack them in. Part of the wall now. <laughs> so whatever, whoever built these things, they are aligned in like an astronomical kind of sense as they point to like the solstices. Is it solstice or equinox? What's in this fall? Fall and spring? Uh, equinox. Equinox is solstice is, yes. No. I don't know. Well, fuck, I, man. Really I had it. Sure. Well, I'm going to find it real quick here. Well, Wait, isn't solstice the shortest day? Is it like the shortest? Yeah, yeah, solstice is the shortest and longest days. That's right. So I'm so guessing. They're, they're aligned. Man, I can't remember what, but they're aligned. They're aligned to the solstice on in the, in the winter and summer or, or the equinox in the fall and spring. So they, they have like a slight astrological alignment, but it's not like the pyramids 
or anything yeah. like there's nothing like that precise and to be honest i've seen videos of like again videos with like logical theories of how you could possibly do it and i've seen where they they've actually they build up they like bury stones they build up the dirt they drag like a one of the pillars up onto the dirt and then they dig away the dirt and it's on top yeah i've seen that and video. i'm like and there's all sorts of other ones digging a pit leaning it in stuff like that to getting standard and like when i watch those i go yeah that makes sense you could do that where it's different where like you watch the pyramid ones and shit there's there's not one where it's like there's n- yeah. not a video that logically shows me how they built those pyramids. how they could pull a stone a 20 ton stone up 40 stories right yeah like it, that doesn't make sense and stonehenge again it's just one of those ones you look into it and you're just aside from just like oh it's an alien landing pad and you're like well okay on the theory of alien landing pad again we're alien theorists yeah we love aliens i love aliens. I, I believe i believe in aliens i got in way, one way better or alien landing pad theories coming up but i feel like if you have an alien ship you don't need a pad full of stones to take off the ground yeah if it's an anti-gravitational spinning magnetic disc that can just defy the laws of physics, you don't need a stone no, to take off. I don't think. Ooh, imagine that was. Imagine the poles had shifted, and that was where the hole to this hollow Earth was at one point. I haven't heard. I haven't seen any reference to that, but Gateway. we should look Gateway. into it. Gateway. Yeah, that was it right there. But before. no, as as in, let's go back to the moving of these stones. There was this guy. His name. This is a great name. Ready for it? Yeah. Wally Wallington. <laughs> They really got creative, eh? Wally Wallington. Oh, Wally Wallington. He was a guy, he like built Stonehenge in his backyard and he proved that you could move these stones like relatively easy. Yeah. So I guess Put he... him in the back of a truck or what? No. <laughs> <laughs> Crane? A really big truck. So he moved a relatively small stone, it was one ton, but he moved it by himself with using acorn-sized circular rocks, like a whole bunch of them, and he laid the stone he had the stone on him and he just pushed it he could move it 300 feet per hour oh that's pretty good so he'd move that's it that's pretty awesome he'd move it he'd go good on sc- Wally he'd, he'd go scoop up all the like these pretty much marbles right these big yeah. marbles and then he'd spread them yeah. up and he'd push them a little farther and he'd scoop them up and push them a little farther the ground underneath that would have to be pretty hard to get yeah. the rolling oh. sensation yeah, so, of course so like it's- uh, ideal conditions these little stones would work yeah but let's say you can you can roll that kind of shit on a log gets a little rainy and you know what I think Britain's pretty famous for being pretty rainy. Though. It's, yeah, not good. <laughs> yeah, it's probably not. And let's, <laughs> let's say it was uh, unideal conditions. Yeah, I move this thing 200 miles. It's a long way. Obviously, you're not going to have to have? Did they have domesticated, like, like animals of work? What is it? Animals of well, labor? I don't know. This, labor would, this would have been 5,000 5, years? years ago. So, so I'm yeah, sure they, would they would probably would have had some oxen or whatever. But Okay. All right. But sort. even if you had 100 people and everyone's... Like everyone's pushing and rolling over logs or whatever. To move, I could see if these stones were stacked like stories high, it's different. But just to have a rough circle inside a rough circle pretty much is what Stonehenge is. Right. So it's not really, well, it's not really a question of how they built it. It's more like why. Yeah. Like why yeah, would you put it sure. there? Well, why? So another good, another good one is uh, it was the acoustics of Stonehenge, the way it's shaped in a circle kind of resembles like a, a big cathedral church so when you talk at one end the way it echoes off the stones can be heard like through the whole ground uh-huh. so when they cool. have like in old churches like in in europe and stuff when they're obviously no no electricity no microphones they would they'd build the acoustics it was called the golden ratio 
So they build it by length times width by height by a certain ratio, and that like travels sound the best. And I guess Stonehenge has similar characteristics. So if you just stand on one side and talk, it would echo off the stones you can hear on the other side. Bounce off and be clear enough Either, to hear and understand. Yeah. Like just like you're a few feet away from the person instead of fifty feet or whatever, right? Yeah. So maybe it's like So it's kinda like a dresses like a or... spiritual or that's what kinda of like the like the cremation and the burials kinda of make kind of sense. Like it was kind of their sacred place, right? Yeah. Um Yeah, but again and I know just... I know everyone wants to hear like aliens built Stonehenge. Aliens, yeah. And you know yeah. what? Maybe I'm they sure, did. Maybe they did. Maybe they did. I can't say they didn't. I'm just saying, I they I should have built something more like the pyramids. You know, they're fucking it's shitty craftsmanship by them if they did that. You know, what, maybe that was aliens uh, before they had their technology. Before they practiced with Stonehenge, <laughs> they were they building pra- their way up. Yeah, they yeah. practiced with Stonehenge and they kept moving around, and then yeah. you got to the pyramids. Like now we got it. Now we got. Yeah, yeah. we figured this out. Yeah, still. Uh, oh, sorry. What's what? that, Dan? You cut out real quick. Uh, I would say almost the best examples of like engineering, the way that they, they still, they engineered stuff is, is so still, some of it's still close to uh, impossible or very difficult for us to reproduce. Like even like their sculptures and like the way they did things, like if it's hard for us who have, you know, we have the ability to like machine tools and stuff and it's still hard. And the fact that they were working with, you know what, what we're theory of bronze copper chisel, age, bronze right? age copper age you know tools and you're like what yeah but but stonehenge isn't an example of that stonehenge is just like lift things up i pick things up i put them down yeah right right pretty much that's it but yeah but there's i agree there's other ones where it's mind-boggling we're going to talk i think ryan's got uh want to talk about you want to get right into that one there uh puma punka or whatever Oh, we oh, we briefly looked yeah, yeah. at that one, but that is oh Puma Punku Puma, Puma Punku. Punku. I was yeah. about to say it needs an honorable mention. That definitely oh man, is a pretty cool one. They have pre- precision machined stones there, which are cannot cannot be made with a chisel at that time. Yeah, there's no way. Like you look at the edges and stuff on those stones. Like we watched we watched a video, and this guy, the guy in the video, was out to lunch. He, he was, was crazy, a bit, but. But like he showed a video of all the stones, and you look at the stones and the craftsmanship, and you can see where there's they like some have like the key locks carved into them, right? Where they obviously would slide two blocks together and then put oh, something to lock them in. They said that those stones were cut. It wasn't a right angle of the the slot. It was a dovetail, so it was like fifteen degrees. Yeah, dovetail is like it's a really tight fitting joint. It's like in woodworking, it's awesome. Yeah, to do it with stones, I could not imagine. How yeah. you couldn't you could not cut a dovetail in stone? I don't think what, without some type of laser. What was like the I guess the makeup of these rock? Like how hard or how soft? Uh, amethyst. The density. amethyst? There, well, there was in that one. I think there was two. There was sandstone, which is which is sandstone you can work slightly with, yeah. softer. But there was another stone. Uh, I think it, I want to say uh, it starts with an A. Can't remember now. Because I'm just flipping through some pictures now because it's the first time I've heard and seen these and. It's incredible the way the detail and how well they're still preserved. Like, yeah. I don't know how, how yeah. old they are, but I think they dated from five, like five thirty to six hundred AD is when they built it, or that's when some of the that's when the radiocarbon it puts am- it at. Yeah, yep. amethyst, amethyst rock. It's something amethyst? hard. No. Amethyst, amethyst is a gemstone. I no, think. okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Been playing too many video games. Yeah, you're playing too much uh, <laughs> Diablo. Yeah, I think that's from Diablo. But it starts with an A, and it's hard. Like the that, the other rock's hard. Not Amara. 
Amara? Andesite. 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 That's the one. Yeah, that sounds right. It's a hard. It's a hard stone. And, and it's, it's pre- precision machined. And it's pre- pre- like the edges and the corners and how tight they fit together is insane. There's no way someone was chiseling that. Like, no, I can't. I don't believe it. They're so smooth. Yeah, that that one's on the same level as pyramids to me as the level of precision of the stone. Yeah, and the blocks and the altitude was 13,000. Yeah, they're 13,000 feet or whatever, so way above the standard tree line, right, in the Alpine, really, even though it's in Bolivia, I think. Yeah. I don't know if what the snow conditions there are, but that's high. That's like, that's thin air. Yeah. And then I I think it's been like in the middle of no, pretty far. Dan? Yeah. You, what happened? You, you, alien, just, you aliened on you us. You aliened out and peeked, <laughs> blew our ears off there for a second. Man, w- the video we watched too, it, it was saying that like some of these key locks, they, they think they uh, would melt bronze and then they'd pour bronze into them and stuff. And like they're like at 13,000 feet, like that's that's hard to do <laughs> to get something hard a- enough. Any type of foundry style like melting metal. Yeah is advanced yeah and like those stones and like some of them are like inset and like have h's like the h blocks and then uh they have designs there's i guess there's only one design on all of them that i can't remember they, they, yeah they didn't find any really no hieroglyphs or any no. characters or anything like that but yeah those ones man puma punka is crazy like if you I, what is it puma punka i always think i say it wrong Puma Punku, P U M N K U. Puma Punku. Puma Punku. Puma Punku. Puma Punku. Puma Punku. Okay, I got it. You got it. But yeah, that's uh, if you haven't if you haven't seen or heard of that, look it up, man. Those stones, like it's cool. It, it is just stones, and there's like there isn't too many theories out on it, other than there's no way that they could have been using chisels. They had to be using some sort of it's, a, it's the same type of thing as the pyramids. Is yeah. They have like precision, like perfect circles and flat, perfect right angles, and like stuff that you just. Well, it's not even the right angles. The they look the stones. Right? It's yeah, well, yeah, there's dovetails, but also like perfect square. Yeah, perfect square corners. Like come to a perfect edge. Because we too. we both watched, watched that documentary together, and we're like, that looks like a formed concrete block. Yeah, it was it's so it's, smooth. It, yeah, it looked like they formed it. And like use a vibrator and made it like perfect concrete is what it looked like. Yeah, but it's not. It's, it's not concrete. It's straight rock. rock. Yeah, it's really yeah. Weird. The site is the site is located pretty much uh, near Lake Titicaca, which is. Great. <laughs> <laughs> what was the lake? Lake Titicaca. <laughs> <laughs> said titty. Egg caca. Oh, that's, the best, that's the best lake. Oh, sorry, what was what? that, Dan? <laughs> what were you talking about? <laughs> but uh, um, good, good UFO theories about Lake Titicaca, like its connection to, uh, uh, was it unidentified submerged objects, stuff coming in, going out. Oh, like, there's been sightings around there. So, oh, I didn't know that. Uh, I know this. I mean, a lot of the South American cultures are really in down to you know the. They have their their sky god that came down and and gave them the knowledge and and, and whatever um, you know taught them that you know gold is really important give it all to me yeah and so some of that is kind of in there Byron, so maybe this is part of it Byron is motioning for three titties three titty <laughs> island three titty aliens <laughs> three titties yeah 
Lake Total Recall. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> oh, yep. It's a great movie. Great movie. Uh, speaking of uh, South American countries that love their uh, sky aliens, Southern Peru, uh, Nazca Lines. Yeah, here we go. New one. Um, so created, uh, they figure they're created uh, between 500 BCE and 500 CE. I don't really, I think before Christ. And then I don't know what CE means. Common, uh, common, common era. era. Common yeah. era. Okay, perfect. And like, so if you haven't, if you haven't, if you don't know what these are, they're basically these huge designs. Uh, the largest one is 200 meters across, 660 feet. They're insane, actually. And they're carved in the dirt by, so how they're made is there's like two, the, the area first off is, is the weather doesn't really change. It's always kind of the same, and it's on these plains. It doesn't really rain there, right? It doesn't really rain. It doesn't. The, the temperature never really changes. And what they do is they, they, they remove the dirt to get to the white underlayer, and they've carved out these huge designs. They have hummingbirds, spiders, monkeys, sharks. Um, I wrote here 70, 70 plus are zoomorphic, which are animals in nature, and the rest are phytomorphic, which are trees and flowers. Um, the largest, uh, the Pelican, this one, this is the one, it looks like an airport. Like, like this one is where people believe that there's, uh, like it's an alien landing pad. And like, when you look at it, it looks like airport runways kind of like going off every way. And, uh, that one, yeah, people say, uh, you know, maybe it's, I sky gods and stuff, but it's, when I see that one and people are talking about like ancient landing pads, like I go to that one, the Pelican Nazca lines, look it up. It definitely looks to me like a, like some sort of airport. And it's, it's, it's just insane how they're, uh, they're made and there's, yeah, that's, Oh no, that's not the one. Byron's showing me a picture. Um, they're cra- They're so big. How would you ever make, like draw that on the ground? Like how I, I have no idea. Now, I I have read that it's widely reported that you can only see them from an like airplane, but I've read conflicting reports that say you can see some of them from the nearby foothills. But at the same time, you look at some of the some of the designs and they're so intricate and like you're so far away to go see them that the time it would take to go and cuz it's it's like digging a 2-foot ditch, I guess the whole thing right through, like, like through rock and through stuff rock. Too. Yeah, yeah it's crazy and there's I'm, pi- I'm picturing somebody standing on the foothills like watching them as they're making it <laughs> is that and then good come, <laughs> yeah no and a mess- fill it in <laughs> he's got to run down the hill every like time a messenger <laughs> running back and forth yeah. and it's like <laughs> it'd be a slow it'd be the slowest process yeah you'd be like yeah. no two feet to the left go tell him Oh, you tell him to go fuck right off. I've been down there 40 <laughs> fucking times today. <laughs> Fill it back in. Do it again. Yeah. yeah. So, so, rules. We're going home. We're not moving it. <laughs> but like the designs are intricate. And the one, I would say the one that gets the most attention is the astronaut. And basically this one is, it's 105 feet tall. And uh, it's a man with an unusual round head. I'm looking at that one right now. Googly eyes. And his index finger pointing to the sky. Et. Yeah, that's you know that's what lots of people say. Is they say that's a. Talking about this one. Yeah, that's the one. 
His a- fingers pointing this guy. Look- yeah, that's what they say. I don't see a finger really there. <laughs> oh, unless that's a little arm there. It's got a little stick arm. It's definitely. They got lazy. Oh, I fuck. I fucked up my mic. Whoops. Um, but yeah, they say that one's evidence of like that culture. You know, signaling maybe signaling to the heavens or phoning home. Yeah, right. And I think like the, the plateau that they're built on, like where they're built, is like it's again, it's in the middle of nowhere, and it's like it's one of the most inhospitable like regions in the world. Like it's just pure desert. Yeah, it, no it, it doesn't change. Yeah, there's no precipitation Terrible. at all. So no, it's it's not an easy thing. You know, it's a cool theory. Actually, I just thought of now. It because it is such a shithole to live. <laughs> Maybe that was some sort of, uh, like, because we were talking about how shitty it would be to do that. Maybe that was, like, some punishment. They're like, yo, y- like, you stole some bread. You fucked up. We're going to hike yeah. out to the desert. You we're all going to sit bread. in the foothold. <laughs> and you're going to dig us. You're going to dig us a spider in the hill. That's like, true. God damn it. And you're Could like, that. that's oh, your punishment. No, I found, I found I've heard, it. I've heard it. It might have had some sort of, like, religious significance that they could have been, like, like, some sort of shamans. Like, they would walk the designs like they would walk around them and and for whatever i don't know praying for something now ryan found a penance yeah ryan found a picture of the the astronaut and it's highlighted it's like high and and that one looks that one looks to me like a fisherman now (laughs) a fisherman right do you see that and he's holding a rod i don't well i don't really see anything that's the problem really because like if you look at this here so there's a head and a hand and here's his other little arm, and there's a fishing rod, and it's going down. And he's like, yo, I got some fish. We're going to post that picture. He is offering the fish to the aliens? Maybe, yeah. So he's like, come, come get some fish. Fish check is out, good. There's check plenty out, of fish check out this cod. But I think, like, the Nazca lines, like, that one's a weird one they to me. They are super weird. They are really weird. Because, like, why? Like, why? T- I don't understand. It's in such a weird area. Why take the time to just, like, hike that out and then, like, go up to a hill and be like, yeah, sweet. Uh, you want to do another one over there? Yeah, sure, I guess. Like, start digging. <laughs> so that one to me is, uh, I would say, the best evidence for me that it's people trying to signal maybe something they saw. Maybe they saw some aliens and they're trying to make contact. Yeah, yeah. I right. I can get on board with that or for sure. The, the one, the Pelican, look at it. It's uh, the landing. It's it, it looks like a landing pad. Like, it looks like a stretch of runway. Like where a, you la- yeah, a landing jet. strip, yeah. And, uh, you know, so maybe... You know, I've read before that maybe that's where uh, they were signaled to come and land their uh, their UFOs and make contact. But uh, that's that's the Nazca lines. It's cool. Look it up. They're yeah, man. They're uh, they're way different than any other structure. Yeah, hundred hundred percent. You can't see them from space. There's, you read a whole bunch of stuff about that. I think you could if you had a big telescope from space, but you can just go Yeah, but then space. it's not seen from space. That's what I mean, like, yeah. So they're not visible because they're small enough to be, well, I guess they're big enough well, that you not, can't see them down low but or like make out what it is, but no, you have to it, be high enough. Yeah, away from it. Because, yeah, if you were standing like 660 feet across, you're standing there looking at ditches, you'd be like, what are all these fucking ditches doing here? Yeah. What an inconvenience to walk. Yeah, no shit. And then you go up and you're like, oh, look at this. Yeah, it's a fucking fisherman. It's a fisherman. So if it was like a landing ship, they have to have a way of knowing where to come into, I guess. Yeah. An area somehow. The landing strip is a stretch for me in a way because how they, I don't think UFOs would land on a strip. They would I, just I land. I Yeah, but 
Mm-hmm. And how would they know the Avalanche ship? There was no planes at that time, right? But but then if you go to if you go to some or of at, least like, it, at least it was just a, like a signaling like a, oh come, possibly come this yeah. way or whatever. Right? But even for the landing ship, if you uh, look at the like Roswell depictions of the UFOs that crashed, and they look like a they look a lot like uh, stealth fighters today, right? Maybe they did. Maybe they did need yeah, some maybe kind of runway. Like, yeah, a little bit of. Runway. I would. I would posit. I'd go back to the Atlantean theory, and that Atlantis had like a globe-spanning uh, network of just their empire, and they had probably the ability of flight. Like they had craft that could fly, and maybe they weren't as as advanced. Because I'm with Zell. If you say, you know, UFOs, like I don't think a craft that could travel faster than the speed of light to cover the distances between stars would need a runway yeah, but to the, take off. Here's the thing, though. It, it's all good to travel the distance between the stars, but coming into an atmosphere might be hard on a ship, right? So maybe they don't always send their main traveling ship in because, right, shit would burn up and it's hard. So maybe they send little probe ships. Just like your military and stuff and like border patrol, you've got the big mothership and then you've got little ones that go off to board the other ships. Yeah. Mm. Who knows? I feel like if you I, I feel like if you can travel across say the theory is that these alien beings came from a different system and they had to travel light years to get here. If you have a ship that can do that, you have a ship that could enter a planet at a safe speed as to not get damaged, I think. Uh, I, that's fair enough. Like if you have anti if you have speculating speculation on speculation, that's what we do. Yeah. But I'm just saying, if you had a ship that was that advanced, I feel like if it, if it was anti-gravity, like an anti-gravity ship, which is the only way really you could kind of get to those speeds, you could just descend into a planet like it was no big deal. There, the gravity the gravity pull wouldn't really pull you in and burn you up kind of thing, right? Yeah. Like our ships, we if we get into space, coming back in, the, the speed and the heat was so extreme to get back in is like, that's a, that's more of a feat than getting out, I think. Who knows? Um, got anything else on megalithics? Anyone? Anyone? Nope. Going. I don't think so. Going. I, think I hit all mine. Going. I had none. <laughs> going. It's going. It's That's it. God's gone. So there goes megalithic structures. Um, let's uh, wrap up some business. Wait. If you don't agree with what we have said and you, and you have you have some facts that we don't know yeah we would love to we would love to hear them you've listened to 12 of these you know how ill prepared we are send us your facts we, we, we take all the facts we have and we make our best judgment yeah we make up our own facts sometimes <laughs> it's, the best, it's the easiest way to come up to conclusions just make your own educated guesses we don't make them up whoa um, okay whoa, so business you business um, you business uh, ATT podcast brought to you by Meteor Recording. Meteor Recording. dot com. Big sound, small small room, big sound. Every Fuck, every, every time. time you fuck it up, <laughs> it's unbelievable <laughs> how many times you can do this. Write it down for him, mate. Write yeah. it down. Well, you know, just like Doctor Ian Malkin, I will find a way to fuck it up. <laughs> just <laughs> oh man, I was like, why find a way to get in there? Just as why, just as life uh, finds a way. You I was know? looking at the Twitter page, and it's got. You got the Dr. Ian Malcolm picture photo, and I'm like, did you guys like just look up like sexy Ian Malcolm? Like, is that what you typed in? That's exactly (laughs) what I typed in. I had the picture in mind. I was like, okay, sexy Ian Malcolm. Yep, there it is. Perfect. You know what? We always say it's sponsored by Meteor Dash Recording. 
That is our studio. Yeah, We're not in yeah. someone else's studio. No. So that's our studio. It's selfless plug. It's a selfless it plug. Selfish same plug? T- selfish? Selfless? It's not selfless because... It's, We're just, it's just a plug. Yeah, it's a plug. It's not selfish Shameless. either. Shameless plug. Shameless? Sh- I don't know. It's, it's just a plug. A plug. <laughs> but here it is. I'm in here all the time. I'm working on shit. If you have a podcast or you have any type of audio you want to uh, spice up, we got like a semi-pro studio here. We got a lot of good gear. I'll give you a first for free. Yeah, if you like the way ours sounds and you want yours to sound like that, we can't promise that, but we can try to get it close. It all depends on your uh, on your front end. If you got some shitty mics and a shitty preamp, then you're going to get a shitty sound. But if you have okay mics and an okay preamp and then send it over here, you get a better sound. So, yeah, send us your sound. Just send basically. us your sounds anyway. Um, always keep sending your requests. We have a fucking just enormous oh list my God. of requests. I love it. Uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna pin it to the wall in here so we don't forget. Uh, it's huge. It's insane. Um, I thanks, like that idea. Thanks to everyone who's uh, been 100 followers. 100 followers. Nice. As oh, tonight, hit 100. Yeah. Yeah. We, we tweeted you know, a picture of a ourselves. Lot of, probably like 20 of those are other podcasts, but yeah, good on. Nice listen. Um, Tattooed bananas. Uh, they've been giving us tons of shoutouts. Thanks, guys. We actually we try we listened to their podcast. It was pretty funny, actually. It was just kind of quiet on our TV. Oh yeah, we, we were planning the podcast to listen. I'm gonna give theirs another listen when I'm in the car. You know the what? Day. Tattooed bananas. You send your files over here. Yeah, we'll boost and those we'll audios. Boost those. They're a little quiet, but they're good. Um, what's uh Nicholas? I don't know Nick the at Nick the Coon. Uh, he's got a podcast out, the shittiest podcast on the earth. In on shittiest the podcast on earth. Shittiest podcast. On earth. <laughs> um, we were supposed to talk to him earlier today, and he goes, he sent us a message saying, "Hey boys, sorry can't answer at Disneyland." Yo, does he work there? I don't know. Maybe he works there. <laughs> but uh, anyway, cares? That's awesome. Yeah, it's fun. We'll, we'll, we'll catch a good excuse. We'll, ca- we'll catch you soon, Nick. Um. Oh, thanks. We got an Xbox Xbox One crew starting. Um, the ATT Pod crew? Yeah, ATT Pod crew. Uh, shout out to, uh, oh, I'm going to butcher his name. Butcher it. And he's going to, I talked to him on Xbox, so he's going to f- make fun of me. Oh, fuck. Hold Just on. get it out. Kinyard. Kinyard? No, that's no, not it. Hold on. I got to pull it up. Kinyard. No, Kenny. He told me to call him Kenny. He's like, you can't. You probably can't pronounce my name. I was like, oh, I'll pronounce your name. No problem. He told me it once, <laughs> and I was like, oh. You know you're right, mate. You're spot on. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm not going to get that um, at all. Kinyard, ah, fuck, I'm blowing it. You just keep it saying up. it the same, exact same way, so you you're must. Not changing. Yeah, Kenny. you said it four times Kenny the same a. way. Kenny, a. you know who you are. You know who you are. And thanks for adding us on Xbox One. We'll see. We'll be, we'll be killing some rebel scum uh, here shortly. So add us on Xbox One, uh, Renomon. We'll put it on Twitter. Cell four. Byron Dallo thirty two. Dallo thirty two. We'll throw him up on there. Dan's a PC gamer. So suck it. Can't play with Dan. I don't get on your. You guys are obsolete. You are the. You're the peasants. Obsolete. Mike. Mike. <laughs> Mike Guido posted. You guys don't look Canadian. What do we? You look. Oh, like, he sent a. You picture, look like an alien. He he sent a picture of uh, the South Park Canadians. Oh, Terrence and Phillip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so in that sense, <laughs> I guess <laughs> not. Wait, look, it's a treasure. My uh, face is joined. I don't yeah. have a separate jaw from the top of my head, but not many Canadians do. It's uh, <laughs> which is what I was surprised. Yeah, yeah. When, when, when Byron, surprised and disappointed when yeah. Byron first landed here, he was disappointed. <laughs> Came out of the plane full of glee and 
It's going to leave full of gloom. Just looking for treasure. Do, do, do. <laughs> <laughs> no treasure. Um, any other shout-outs we got to do? I feel like um, there were some other people on Twitter who have been messaging us lost. I know Facebook. You know, if you message us and we forgot, we're sorry, but we'll get to it. Cause... Yeah, we do call it all the time. Uh, um, can't remember anymore. I'm trying to think. Well, Alien Theorist Theorizing has two somethings on Facebook. Oh, it's Mike. Mike. Oh, I was just looking at the exact same thing you're looking at. Yeah. Mike, we're... I'm not your buddy, guy. Yeah, well, we're, <laughs> we're super Canadian, Mike. You know? Super Canadian. Super... We're super Canadians is what yeah, we are. Super we Canadians. have superpowers. I ate a meteor, so... Yeah, you ate a meteor. Super, super Canadians. Science. I guys think you guys can communicate telepathically with Moose. Um, quickly. Um, okay, don't fuck around with Moose. Don't even fuck around with those guys. <laughs> yeah, you don't you fuck what. around with Moose. They're not a laughing matter. They're not friendly. They are mean. You know what and they will kill you. Beavers. Don't fuck with them either. They'll tail slap you. Yeah. Um, Madison Elliot. She messaged us. Wanted to. She was like, "I want to talk again soon." Yeah, we'll get you on the podcast again soon. There's no promises. No promises. <laughs> In all honesty, though, we'll, we'll we Skype prob- you soon. We probably will. The other night we were looking at who was online and you weren't online. We would have called you then. So. What we're going to start doing before the show, we, we're just going to, whoever's online. Yeah, add us. Gonna, what's our just, Skype? Meteor.studios. Meteor, add us on Skype. Yeah. And before the show, we're just going to just talk to whoever. We usually hang out for an hour. And as we're prepping everything, we usually pull some people. We'll, we'll send some calls out and uh, talk some conspiracies. Talk and, some conspiracies and stuff. Yeah, we love doing that. So, uh, Add us on Skype, follow us on Twitter, at Truth Is Out There. And I think that's it for this week. Um, I'm Braden. I'm Zell. I'm Barn. I'm Dan. Keep those eyes on the skies. Mm-hmm.